0: on Queenpin. Have you ever had that moment where you kind of felt like things were out of your control, but you needed to have things the way you wanted them? Well, my next guest does just that in his own way, and he's even done a few things in the past and is headed toward an amazing future. So let's take a moment out and I'll be right back with DC Glenn
1: i'm really so
0: guys like i was saying i actually have okay for those that are looking at this you know who i have and for those that are listening you're like wait what yes i have mr dc glenn one half of the duo tag team and for those of you that are like what the heck is a tag team? What do you mean tag me in? What, 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 what? Yes, for those of us that grew up in the 90s, this was like, oh my gosh. So yes, there is more than just the Geico commercial, but I feel like I'm doing him such an injustice. So DC, please introduce yourself to my listeners and viewers.
1: I thought that was a fabulous introduction. For all who don't know, my name is DC the Brain Supreme. I am a member of tag team. I'm the one that goes party people and sprinkle. So I am here to chop it up with you good people today and um, just have a good time.
0: So, okay, I have to get to the nitty gritty of it. What made you say back in the day? Hey, I want to do this music thing, let alone become a rapper.
1: Well, um, in high school, I had transferred uh, schools and me and Steve had sat next to each other in 11th grade. That's when I first met him. And both our last names began with a G and Steve had a band that they would play in, you know, uh, at lunchtime in the quad and I wanted to be in that band. And I also worked in the uh, truancy office with Ms. Patton and Ms. Payne and Ms. Davis's uh, uh, choir room was down at the hall. And I used to hear beautiful music coming out. And I was like, I want to sing. And I ended up getting in the choir. And I also went to my, well, you know, not my first high school dance, but the first high school dance at Manual High School, and which is in Denver, Colorado. And I saw a DJ with two turntables and, you know, a mixer. And I was like, this is what I want to do. And I got in Steve's band, ended up being in a bulk vibrations choir and ended up being a DJ and turned it into a career. And, you know, everybody laughed at me at the beginning, but I persevered, didn't listen to anybody. And I went to school, graduated, went to school at uh, Sac State University in California and started DJing out there because I thought I was the bomb. But I'll never forget, my first party was for the uh, Omega Psi Phi fraternity. And I just thought I was it speakers blew picked up the wrong turn needle off the turntable it was about to beat my butt but i talked him out of it and most people would have gave up after that but i didn't give up i kept grinding got better as a dj started uh actually writing lyrics because we you know we had formed tag team and i was a dj and i would do a little bit of rapping but then once i got to college i started really started writing lyrics so i was a one-man show because i could do my own dj and i could do my own lyrics I can make my own beats because we got a uh I got a Tascam um four track right and basically a Tascam four track is the ability to be able to make music like you can make music in GarageBand today back then so I got I got very very good and fast forward um I knew there was nothing for me in Sacramento so I moved to Atlanta because I went to visit Steve during a Christmas break and I was like this is where I'm going it was the first time I had really saw black people living in harmony and I knew I had to have it and you know fate would have it that as soon as I got there I got a job working at Magic City which is you know pretty much the number one we, adult entertainment we've company all,
0: we've, we've all heard of Magic City trust me yeah, 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 and then, okay. in and out of Atlanta we've all heard of Magic City yeah,
1: I, like three days in I'm I'm working at Magic City and it's just crazy that I'm in a position now, I get to play my own records. And I was a way better DJ than I thought. So when I went to California, I thought I was the bomb and wasn't. And then when I came to Atlanta, I thought all oh, these DJs are gonna be better than me, and they weren't. And I ended up DJing at all of Atlanta's biggest clubs, um, you name it, uh, Club Cherries, Club Michaels, Atlanta Live, um, Cobalt Lounge, Strokers, all of them, right? And Back then, like I said, I used to get to play my own records and we were hip hop. And once you got down here, it was like, "Mm, we booty shake down here. That's right. Not bass. Right,
0: right. Because that (laughs) was that was what no, but I mean, I I remember in the 90s where we grew up where there were different styles of music when it came to rap, hip-hop. You know, you had the dirty south, you had uptown, you had east coast
1: west coast r&b everything just we it i was here at the beginning i got here when babyface in la got here i got here when bobby brown got here i got here when all the artists you know we all kind of got here at the same time uh too short came like a year later after i got here and it was just we all felt the same thing and you know fast forward a couple years i'm at magic city i'm having a ball you know, Dion's got his club. Dominic's got his club. I mean, you know, everybody's coming to me because I'm at Magic City, so I know everybody in the country. I know all the rap artists because they're coming to the club, so everybody knows me already. And you know, I started. I, I I went to Steve, and I was like, "We'll never get out of here if we don't do no up tempo stuff." And you know, our first attempt at an up tempo record was "Womp." Well, there it is. And I'll never forget it. It was August of 92. We made the record. It was just another record. People think it was just big Manhattan project and we're wearing lab coats and trying to figure out theorems and just, you know what I mean? Being brainiac about it when it had, no, it, it, it was the most simple formula that every genre of music uses. It's about really a Friday night.
0: I mean, because it always, we, okay. Here's the thing, because we always talk about, music and going back to the lab and, and I think this is where the idea always comes from oh my gosh they're in there you know making things happen
1: Womp, there it is Is about chasing women on a Friday night getting messed up at the club which is the theme for every song from hip-hop to rock and roll to blues to uh uh country music right and I'll never forget it. I, I, we recorded that day and I had to go to work that night and I popped the cassette in. And to this day it's the biggest response on any record that I have ever had. And I've been DJing for 30 years. And it was just astonishing, but my hubris as a young man, I was like, well, heck, every record I make is going to be a hit record. And I kind of shelved it. And then maybe about four months later around January, I played it again. Same thing happened this time though. There was a record um audience. Guy named, by the name of Alan Cole, he worked at Columbia Records. He was like, What is that? Wow. Record dog. He was like, Give me that. I'm going to New York. I gotta let them hear this. And then I was like, shoot, this could work with everybody because they all bought us records, CDs, and the record pools. They were the one that serviced the Southeast. So I gave it all to them next. Thing you know, I'm talking to Columbia, I'm talking to Epic, I'm talking to a AM, I'm talking to all of them, but they all playing because they don't know how to do bass music, right? And Lisa McCall a uh, beautiful lady named Lisa McCall I was like, you need to talk to Al Bell. Because I almost gave up. I was like, I'm making money at Magic City in the clubs. I'm making big money.
0: But okay, and why would you, why would you want to give up when you see it going the way you want it to go?
1: Because everybody was playing with me, right? And you know, when you going when you're going through that, and I'm not going to say I almost gave up, I'm saying that it was getting to the point where it was getting kind of ridiculous because I know I got a hit record, but then these people was playing with me, right? And as a grown man, that just, you know, I, I didn't, I, I just had to try to find another way. So I, I called Al Bell, And for those who don't know who Al Bell is, at the beginning of Soul Music, there were three record companies. There was Philly International, there was Motown with um, Barry Gordy, and then Al Bell on Stax Records, right? And Lisa was telling me, well last year, he, he's the one that put out Daisy Dukes. And I was like, word, Daisy Dukes went gold. Sure So did. I called him. Yeah, I called him, he, he called me like two weeks later. And he was like, Mr. Glenn, what's up? And I was like, look, dude, everybody playing with me. I'm telling you right now, you got a hit record on your hands. You need to sign us now because the clock is ticking. And he's like, all right. I was like, see, there you go playing with me, dude. I was like, you ain't even heard the record. And he was, I'll never forget these words. He said, brother, I don't have to hear the record. I hear it in your spirit. Let's agree to agree. And get this thing moving. And I said, all right, get my two. So weeks wait, back.
0: you literally walked in and said, you have to sign us. Like, that's that's it. There's He's no. i in LA way.
1: and I'm in Atlanta. And I was like, look, dude, I'm in the clubs. I'm in the hottest club in the country. I'm in Magic City. I'm trying to tell you that you got a hit record. All you got to do is sign us. And he was like, brother, <laughs> I hear it in your spirit. It's worth it just for me, just from your just from your energy and your spirit. Wow. wow. Even if this don't hit, something else is gonna. Because I was that type of dude. That's how I was relentless when it came to DJing. Anytime, I I don't quit, right? There are times I want to quit, and that's that's what I was gonna say when you asked me, "What would make you want to quit?" And I was like, "Man, there's all kind of time. Mean, I want to quit all the time, but I do it anyway. You can do two things at once. You know what I'm saying? You can you can want to quit all you want, but you as long as you to- keep going, that's what counts, right? So I gave my two weeks in Magic City signed a messed up record contract and in a month and a half tag team was platinum i left freak nick wow. ninety. my last night at magic city was sun- saturday night of freak nick 93
0: oh month- my gosh okay for those of you or as as i have been told by neo and i know you don't know who neo is neo is my son uh yeah. You know, in the 90s, we had some really nasty music. We went some really crazy places and everyone wanted to be at Freaknik.
1: Yep. (laughs) I I remember Freaknik when I first got here. It was at uh, Piedmont Park. And it was just kind of for the Greeks. You know what I mean? And then it just grew and grew and grew. And every year to about 94, 95, it just was bananas. And then it just got out of hand. You know, that's when just everything changed. And, you know... The rest is history i've been grinding and working that record for the last 29 years and it has wow. even you know people people used to you know they're one hit wonders like you're damn right we have one hit run i'ma work this thing to the wheels fall off and i have and you know i'm i'm different i hustle i come from the clubs right and you know i got to watch human nature in the DJ booth for years and I understand people. So mm-hmm. I know what to do, okay. right? Okay. And I'm willing to learn. Like I, that's my favorite thing to do is learn. Before I was talking to you, I was sitting up here coding, right? Coding, trying to figure out different formulas and there, you know, just trying to get the, you know I do a lot of digital marketing. I do a lot of website stuff. I do a lot of SEO. Uh, I, I'm, I'm constantly learning new things and, you know you my whole goal now in life is for every opportunity i get to make 10 out of it and just prepare
0: right because along with that you're also an actor correct Yeah, yep. and you do voiceovers and all of those this so, week
1: on, what was that this week on nbc <laughs>
0: is that really you
1: oh my god it's, you know, I I do that. I do that. I do, I can do animation. I can do commercial. I can do conversational. I can do 80 yard. Right, right. So, you know, I, I prepared for all of these things and it was very difficult, you know, same with acting. I started acting in 2017 and I, you know, I had never thought about it. You always think that you can and you always, you know, when the Academy award time comes, I would love to be an actor and get on that stage and win for best, whatever. And, but it didn't happen to 2017 and I had plenty of opportunities and I used to beat myself up for a long time because of that. But then it's like, as long as you're breathing it's never too late. Right, right. Now I love it because I love being the narrative of man. I didn't start acting till I was 50 years old, right? Really? As long as I'm successful, that, that story makes sense, right? Any negative connotation somebody gives you, don't react to it. Put it in your pocket, use it later. Mm. Positive energy. When you react to it, people have power over you. You know what I'm saying? They become, you know, they become kind of in essence your master because they know how to push your buttons. Can't do that in life.
0: In other words, they become the puppet master.
1: Yeah, you gotta you have to not react. Now it can eat you up inside it kills me aside sometimes when I have to eat, you know, I have to swallow my pride and, and, and control my ego, right? But it's amazing how it sequesters it. And now my mind is truly open to every possibility because I'm not stuck in my own stuff, right? And I just, like I said, I'm different. I will learn anything I have to learn. I take traumatic events that has happened in my life and I vow that they will never happen again and I seek the education, no matter how hard it is, how much it costs, I will find a way to figure it out. They call me DC the brain supreme for a reason, right? And mm-hmm. none of this is easy. You know, acting is not-
0: I, I think what what what's, you know, resonating with me is the fact that you're saying you're not just learning from what we consider traditional education, you are, learning from life period and I think one of the things that got me was when I read your bio the fact that you knew how to pivot the fact that you learned how to pivot Mm -hmm. and it was that hustle that drive that led you not only okay because when there it is was over you could have said that's it you could have folded you could have said okay you know what I should have stayed at Magic City I should have gone you know, I should have gone there and stayed there, but you didn't,
1: yeah, those okay, so it 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 was a lesson in okay, this didn't go the way I wanted to. How am I gonna not let this happen again like we got we were we we were in a fifteen year legal battle, two record companies are fighting over the rights to "Womp." there it is, so pretty much our career was stuck. So I know I'm going to get my day in court. Yeah. So, I, you know, I could have been old. I could have turned into an old, bitter rapper. But I said, okay, I, I need to become a paralegal. And I learned legal legal matters. I learned legalese. And when it was time for us to do what we had to do, we prevailed. I said, I'm not letting nobody beat me out of no money ever again. So I became a licensed commodities broker. Took the Series 3 test, commodities test. And even though that wasn't for me, because it's kind of like, it just wasn't for me at the time because I'm terrible at my emotions are connected to my money, (laughs) right? sometimes, you know, it's intellectual gambling to me, right? Because I didn't understand it and I had to make a choice. It's either you do this 100% or you do music. And I'm always going to take music first because I can learn the other stuff as I go. So that's what I did. And I got a financial education out of that because 2000 i'm looking at cnbc and i don't know what they're talking about 2002 i know everything they're talking about okay and i developed a investing approach because i went to a financial advisor and we set up a thing where we just have a bunch of little buckets and then i make so much money that hey i can pull little pieces of that money and put it in all these buckets and if I do my own bookkeeping, I can control it all because in the clubs, it's cash. So I can run my own business. So I, I decided, well, your life is a hustle. You might as well run your life like a corporation. And that's what I did. And I learned, le- I learned how to run my life like a corporation. And I've had CLG Investments Inc. since 2002, right? And it's all about me. Whatever I do, there is a name for it right whatever i do in a year there's a write-off for it because i understand what they understand and i hate when people say they don't teach us that they're not supposed to teach us they ain't supposed to
0: teach us yeah, enough I, oh oh and you know what i need you to say that again for the people in the back because that 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 is something i think you know it's it's one of those things where we get okay well i didn't learn that in school but the responsibility mm-hmm. of our education is up to
1: us. I call them learn how to learn hustle tactics, right? My life is filled with them because I worked at the club. And I owe it to my parents because they worked me like a dog. I've been stemming collard greens and shucking peas since I was five years old. My mom made me work. She had a prep cook. <laughs> my father made me load the lawn, lawn, cut the trees, cut the grass, cut the hedges, shovel the snow. And then, you know, nine years old, we in a blizzard and we only finally got a snowblower. I started snowblowing everybody in the block. Next thing you know, the next week they hollering me and my little brother, hey, here's $20. I appreciate you doing my snow. I was like, what? My parents only give me $5 a week. And that's when the hustle was born. It's back in the 70s, right? This is back in the 70s when I'm a kid. Then I got a paper route. Then I worked at Dolly Madison Ice Cream when I'm 13. I worked at the university uh, AV department dragging around projectors. When I was 14, I'd always been making money. Then I started working at Mile High Stadium selling Pepsis. My dad was like, I don't want you doing that. You don't need to be doing that. You don't need no job, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, just let me do it, dude. And he just talked so bad about me. But that first day I worked at Mile High Stadium, I came home with $350 worth of quarters because I was hustling, right? And it's always been like that with me. And even my friends, they'd be like, man, I need a job. And I'd be like, where'd you go? And they'd be like, man, I went three places today. And I'd be like, dude, that ain't how you get no job. I call these learn how to learn hustle tactics, right? I said, give me them yellow pages. For those know yellow pages, is pretty much Google in a big yellow book, right? And
0: Yeah, for those of you that don't know, Gen Zers, because I, I had, I will say this, um, I actually had one of the worst kind of, Year old stories when my son said, Why is that? Why, where's the toilet in that clear bathroom? And I was like, What are you talking about? He's like, That bathroom over there on the corner. And I'm like, What bathroom? He's like, Right there. I was like, That's a phone booth. He's like, Who needs a phone booth? Hey. I was like, Before we had cell phones. So, uh, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, yes, before. <laughs> so, I, I, you know,
1: I get the yellow pages. And I say, where you wanna work, dog? And he'd be like, restaurants. All right, here we go. Hey, just call to see if you guys are hiring. Uh, no, we're not hiring. Okay, hey, how you doing today? Just checking to see if I could come fill out a job application. Is that is that is that doable? Uh, not right now. Okay, thank you. Hey, I was just calling to see if I could come fill out an application or if you had any jobs available. Yeah, this girl just quit. You can get here today. You might have a job. There you go, dog, right? you can get in the phone book and just call people and ask me if they're hiring. It's that simple, right? That's, right, a, that's right. learn. learn. It's not enough just to learn. You have to learn how to learn.
0: Exactly, exactly.
1: That's what I do. And, you know, even now, like, whenever I get stuck, I join a corporation. And I've got tons of stories about me joining, not a corporation, but join a, a or, you know, association, organization, or a society. Because right, okay who have been doing this 10, 20, 30, 40 years, and they can't wait to give you the game, right? And I'm a member of, you know, PRSA, Public Relations Society of America. I'm a member of Internet Buyers Association, you know, International Internet Buyers Association, people who do shows, who put on shows. Like, anything that I want to do, I will join the organization because that shortens your learning curve because you got somebody that's putting it in your ear.
0: Right. In other words, you're getting it from the people that are already doing it.
1: And they have all the resources you need. Friend of mine, she was like, I want to do a laundry. And she just kept saying it. I was like, what you gonna do? It's like, I don't know how to get started. I was like, I'm gonna get you a membership to the Coin Laundry Association of America. And got her a membership, it was $125. And now she knows everything about coin, about just the whole laundry, laundromat business. She knows how to get the loans. There are different types of laundry. You could do it for institution and just wash sheets all day. You could do it. For, like there's so many, there's so many ways that if you had a physical laundromat, you can make so much more money than just people putting quarters into your laundromat. Wow. You what I'm saying? Because I didn't
0: even know there was a laundry association. For
1: everything there is, there is an association for it. Hmm. Right. And, you know, this has always been my thing. And I remember it was around after our, uh, after like the lawsuit was over, I was like, I want to go on the road again. Cause we do, we do about five, six shows a year, NBA halftime shows or NBA halftime shows. But I was like, I want to go on tour again. And everybody was, I was like, can I get on your roster? Can I get on your roster? Like, well, you only got one song. So I can't, you know, you guys, you got, everybody gave me every reason why they couldn't instead of one reason why they should. Some people were cool. And I was like, you know what? I ain't even mess. I-, I talked to this lady in Macon, Georgia. She's like, you need to get with the because I had called the vent, started calling the venues. And she was like, call Aiba. I said, Oh, what's Aiba? So that's the one I did. I it was International Entertainment Buyers Association in concerts and entertainment. You have the people who put on the shows, the buyers, right? right. You have your venues, and then you have your big mama pops, which is our Heart Radio mm-hmm. Ticketmaster. Then you have your mama pops, the very people that were telling me I couldn't. Then you have your managers and then you have me. And what I did is I effectively cut out the middle man. I went to their convention, me and Chubby Checker, the only black dudes in there out of 5,000 people. I got a big black "Womp There It Is t-shirt. And I start hustling. Oh my gosh. How you doing? My name is DC Glenn. Uh, heard the song "Womp There It Is. Yeah, man, what, what are you guys doing? Well, I got a clean, 90s, nostalgic rap show. Just wanted to know if he was interested. Just trying to find some shows. And I tell you, I won over everybody in that spot because everybody loved that record, and I used, I leveraged it. And because we're clean, those are the buyers that have all the venues. They do ice capes, they do rodeos, they do casinos, they do cruise ships, they do art, any to- form of entertainment: house of blues, um, hard rock cafes, Planet Hollywood's. Right. Next thing you know, we're doing shows. Now everybody in the wow. industry because I be at every convention every year. And I wow. go. Wow. That they do, and I network, and I say, "Hey, what's up?" And everybody, and then after the commercial, now we just we got forty shows a year. It's nonstop.
0: Wow. And and, and that, that's play. and that's uh, even now for for you know rotating artists. That's a
1: lot. Yeah. That is a lot. That's a heck of a lot, and you know, not. I mean, we got a parade. We got. We're doing the. I mean, we're doing parades. We're doing we we did Thanksgiving Day parade. We did the uh, Dunkin' Donuts. We did the Festival of Lights. We we're doing the Cherry Blossom Festival. Disney putting us in all their parades where it makes sense.
0: Wow, and 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 I think that's that's the cool that's the
1: cool thing. That's the cool part and all, they want me to do is say sprinkles. That's all they want.
0: <laughs> I, I was going to ask whose whose idea was the whole sprinkles thing.
1: So, all that started. That started as. That started back in 2011. This is just my narrative, okay? Because to me, this is, how it, it, this is how it started because everybody thought Barack Obama was in our music video. Really? I called from the New York Times. It was like they took a frame of LA Snow from Deuce and it looked just like a young Barack Obama. Wow. And I can tell you that the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, everybody called. We did press for two weeks. And I was very upset because I had no money in my pocket after two weeks. And I vowed that that would never happen again. And that's what started my right. SEO career, search engine optimization, digital marketing, internet marketing. Right. I learned. And it's one of the most difficult things I've ever had to do because I had to learn <clears throat> real time while things are changing and things are evolving how this thing works. And... Back then, 2011, you type in tag team, we had no rep presence, it was all wrestling. But you type in 2000, you know, 2022, you type in tag team now, it's all tag team. It's it sure is, it right? is. And 2020, September, I get a call from my agent my, for acting. Lena's like, because I'm with the People Store, Lena's like, hey DC, uh, you guys booked the Geico commercial. And I was like, why are you playing with me in the middle of the pandemic? I said I ain't even audition for no Geico commercial. She was like, DC, no tag team. I was like, oh, went and checked this tag team phone, right? Because <laughs> I got a tag team phone. Oh, you
0: got a tag team
1: phone, huh? It was Geico. And they didn't wait for me to call them back. They went and found me. And then found me on IMDB because I'm an actor and I fill out like all my portals, right? Because I know SEO, Wow, right, right. Agent. Right for acting because this is what they do. The synergy was incredible. I let them make the deal. I don't have to get no lawyers. I don't have to. I don't have to worry. And now we make the deal, and it's the most lucrative deal that I have ever made in my life. And now the hard work starts. Right. And I'm like, okay. I'm not just going into this Gaco commercial. Just most people are like, okay, we show up. What are we doing? Mm-mm. I know that this opportunity got to turn into 40. Usually it's one turns into 10. This is this is one in a 40, because this don't, this is a lifetime chance. I mean, as soon as everybody found out we did it, everybody was like, how do I get a Geico commercial? How do I get it? Because everybody wants one. Right, and, right. And, um, you know, I prepared. I said, I, you know, I did, I prepared just like an actor. I got. I said, I want to come into this thing with about six things and go to the director and say, yo, this, I kind of want to do some things. And can I do it? And we had our fitting the night before and I, I approached him, we had a meeting and he was like, whatever y'all wanna do, y'all can do. I was like, bird. I said, well, I was trying to do the spin and scoop, but couldn't, couldn't get it done. So we can't do that. He's like, no, 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 it'll be done tomorrow. It's like, oh. And,
0: and, and I, I think that's really interesting that they wanted you so bad that they gave you creative, oh my god, you
1: know, yeah,
0: creative control.
1: Yeah, they were like, they were, I was like, I know kids love sprinkles. I don't know why, but I'm doing, I got about four things I want to do with sprinkles. You got to have a lot of sprinkles. Like, D.C., we will have a truckload of sprinkles for you. I said, <laughs> we do dance down south called the yeek, so we got to do this little, you know, in-step dance, because everybody will know that we're doing that dance, and then everybody will know that we've represented right. the sesame, right. right. These little subliminal notes, right? But all the things that I prepared are the things that people love the most in that commercial because of preparation right right, right here's just another geico commercial with smartest right it it could be borderline stepping and fetching if I don't do if I don't put my if we don't put our thing on it if we don't make it exactly exactly because there were comments you know, hey, you guys are you know that's always been a negative thing for not negative really, but I can tell you. I, I could count on one hand how many negative comments we got, and I scoured the internet. And everybody from two to 90 loved that thing. And when yeah. I first saw, it, I could not find fault, and when it dropped, it dropped on Christmas, Christmas night, YouTube, worldwide. and my phone hasn't been my phone hasn't stopped ringing since. And I'm like, well, we're in the middle of a pandemic. I can't do no shows, so you know, because Salt and Pepper did theirs their Geico commercial in 2014, they had a tour right till the pandemic. So I said, what can I do? I said, you know what? Blow up acting and voiceover, and blow and throw this in there, mix them all up, and get a publicist to hook you up. And I tried to get a publicist, nobody wanted to work with me. They didn't know how to do. Really, after after all that, no publicist. After all that, you know they, they. it it was like it's not feasible to do it at this time. Let's wait. And I was like, "Mm hmm." I appreciate you not taking my money and just playing with me, but I'm gonna be my own damn publicist. So that's when I when I joined an organization. I joined the Public Relations Society of America. Two days in Super Bowl week, I'm on this big Zoom cast that they have where they had a CEO that speaks to people and let them ask questions. And I had raised my hand. Like, hey. Our press is relevant? Because I do press releases. I know they are, but I wanted to hear from the horse's mouth. And they're like, well, what's it for? And I'm like, well, I'm kind of featured in a national Geico commercial called Scoop. There it is. Set it up real beautiful. Now I'm looking at the chat and, oh my God, that, what's he doing here? I love that commercial. My mother loves that commercial. My dog loves that commercial. Blew up the entire chat. And now it's all about me. And... Right, guys so is getting big, and she's like, "All right, y'all, all right. Thanks for you. we want to welcome DC to the organization." And back to this question, our press release is relevant. And she told to the CEO, the CEO's like, "Yes," because the whole last year has been COVID, and the whole last year has been political. And here you guys come spinning scoops and yep. throwing sprinkles, and DC, your smile. She said, "Of course, that press release is going to work, and you're going to go here for all the journalists. You're going to go here for all." The publicist, you're gonna go here for all TV talk shows, you're gonna go here for all the podcasters. You're gonna make sure your pictures are like this. She gave me the entire breadth of her experience in 10 minutes on that Zoom cast. And it has changed my life forever and opened doors I could not have ever imagined. And is the reason you and I are talking right now. Right, right. Because remember what you told me at the beginning? If I had that attitude. You never know what magic. You never know what blessing That is you.
0: true. That is true. So for those that don't know, because you didn't get to hear our, pre, uh, our pre-recording conversation, I said, I just reached out kind of really on faith. And I was like, you know, and one thing I will say this, DC, is my parents always taught me, hey, you can get a yes or you can get a no. And if you get a no, you're in no worse shape than you already were. But I was like, he might think that my podcast is a little too small. So,
1: (laughs) yeah. I don't care if it's just me and somebody talking and I'm putting them on game because you give what you want first. Right? All I'm trying to do is talk to people and tell them about the. I'm blessed. So all I want to do is talk to people and tell them the things that I've learned over my years of experience. And I just tell you the things that I wish somebody had told me when I was 21, 22, when I was a young man. And if you want to listen, I can put you on game and I can show you another way because there are different ways to do things. You don't have to do the same thing everybody else is doing.
0: Very true, right? very
1: true, very true. Like I know how I, because I know SEO, like everybody's always just like DC, you a hustler. Yeah, this blah, blah, blah. But you know, people just call me a jack of trades, master of none. And I was like, yeah, but you know what? If you live long enough, hustle hard, play offense, learn how to learn, you become masterful at some of those trades. You and definitely come back to serve you in ways you could have never imagined. You definitely. the problem is, is that people look at life as a quid pro quo. If I do this, this got to happen. It's like, if I got girl, I'm about to take this real estate test. Mm-hmm, yeah, well, I'm about to be, I'm about to make all this money. Six months later, we're having that real estate test. Well, you know, uh, you know, and it's like, can't do that. You can't be emotionally tied to the things that you want. Like for me, this is my analogy. You don't plant a seed, then sit down Indian style and look at the seed and say, okay, seed, grow. Come on, seed, grow. This seed ain't working. I quit. We know a lot of people like that. Well, people don't understand, I I plant that seed and keep moving. I'm trying to plant a whole field of seeds. You see what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Oh, you don't know how that seed's gonna grow. You don't know what type of seed you're planting. All you, the best you can do is be prepared for when that seed harvests. So, for you to even mm. plant that seed, you're halfway prepared. That you that right play. there is
0: really deep. The, being prepared for the harvest, and I think that's really what we do. And
1: and, and you cannot deny that twenty nine years ago I planted a seed called. There it is.
0: Definitely,
1: that not, seed, definitely not that's Sequoia, that seed is a sequoia tree it ain't going nowhere that because is true that is true you don't know how them seeds gonna come back and hit you in the head right you don't know so my whole thing is about preparation i'm prepared for everything that comes my way because if i'm prepared i gotta at least i got a halfway chance of being successful at it right so I've been acting since 2017 and I have done five movies and six television shows. And wow. auditions, There are most people that don't have a whole career that they've done that. Right? And I'm in Atlanta because I hustled. I learned how to, I knew it was going to be hard. And I love when it's hard because I know nobody else is going to do it. Everybody else is going to give every excuse why they can't. Instead of one why they can. And I I I feel like there ain't nothing on this earth I can't do because I can as long as my brain is working, I can learn it. I will go to an organization and I will learn it. I'm about to start my motivational speaking career. And I did that because I went to the NSA National Speakers Association. Now I got mentors
0: who
1: wow. make a year. And they're like, you're coming into the game already, ready. And That is because I became my own publicist. So I do three or four of these a day. Therefore, I get to kill 14 birds with one stone. I'm practicing articulation for voiceover. I'm practicing storytelling for just talking. I'm talking to different people from different walks of life, giving different curveball questions, adapting to every situation, testing metaphors, testing ideas, coming up with new ideas just by running my damn mouth. Right. <laughs> and I just my old my old my my, my tax guy he passed away not too long ago. Bishop, he was like, man, I learned more from talking and I never forgot that. Right. Wow. I learned more from talking. So that's why instead of me having a podcast, I'm an expert guest because me talking things out helps me come up. And. I listen, there's enough time for me to listen, right? Because listening is important too, but- Right, and,
0: and I think that's really what it is, is we always want to talk, but we don't want to listen.
1: I mean, I've done podcasts. It's funny, like you said that, I've done podcasts. I was a lady in Spain, she was in Spain. She was like, did you, did you look at my questions? I was like, no, I didn't, We're kind of busy. And she was like, oh my God, we gotta reschedule. I don't, we, we. She was just panicking, I was like, I, I'm lady. I said, ask me one question, push the button, I'll take care of the rest. She's like, no, but I got a certain question. I was like, ma'am, ask me one question, press the button. And she got, got her wits about her and she asked that one question and I had her back. And when she calmed down, we had a delightful conversation and she ended up being so inspired that, you know, People end up so inspired that they invite me places. I got invited to Comic-Con because of a a podcast. Comic-Con. Comic-Con. I'm a part of Comic-Con network now. Right? I got invited to I I get invited to so many things. I get invited to speak. I got, I'm in NACA which is National Association of Campus Activities because I was trying to get shows at colleges and now I'm getting they're like, you need to speak. So now that's what, you know, captured my interest because I know I can Right, And I just need the people who I need to not just be flailing and I need to go talk to the people who make money doing this. And when, and when they found out, cause they always looking at me like, who is he? Cause I never tell anybody who I am. They always like, okay, I was like, okay, cool. And they go home and they look at me and then their wife might be around and be like, do you know who that is? And next time I talk to them, it's a whole different ball game
0: exactly yeah because i had to tell the fam clan that you were the sprinkles guy that that's that's what they had to find out
1: that's gonna last me for years right that's gonna last me for years because geico's gonna keep bringing it back and then i even i took it even further i'm not just sitting back waiting i'm trying to i'm pitching them new commercials i know how ad agencies work so now all i gotta do is put together pitches and submit them you never know all you need is one and They got to take me serious because i'm on the cover of the biggest trade magazine in the world ad week and they gave us commercial of the year whoa and i'm on the cover i am i've gone I'm, i'm at places people can only dream of right all from the hustle all from turning opportunity into more opportunities because most people would have just did that guy commercial and been done with it, but I infiltrated Geico Right. And- right. Agency. Those are some of the best. Those are my friends now. They know my hustle now they are inspired. People are inspired. Not, I'm not going to say they're inspired, but people watch. My whole thing is. It's not necessarily to inspire people. It kind of it, it just happens and it ends up doing that. But my thing is, you got to let people see you hustle. Right. I let, I know how to put myself in front of people and let them see me hustle because that is the essence of search engine optimization, right? Mm. The reason everybody posts every day on social media because they're like, look at me, look at me, look at me. But they're not providing no value. Right. This is, you know, SEO for me is if I get in a car accident and I break my leg I'm like, call an ambulance. Oh, never mind. They're going to ambulance right there. Right? Mm. When I wanted an ambulance, the ambulance knew that I needed it. And it was gonna be right there in my face so I can give it this my give it the services. Right. That's SEO. Mm. So the key is if I can be, if I'm an actor and I want to get in front of all these casting directors, well, I gotta let them see me hustle. Well, how do you do that? Well, there's all kind of ways you can do it, but you don't ask them, put me in this and put me in that. Like I'm my agent now at a people store. This is, this is a perfect example. I'll call them and I'll never forget. I called, I was like, hey, I just appreciate what y'all do for me, right? I didn't call them saying, hey, how come I didn't get to audition for the new Black Panther movie, right? Right, right. There's enough people doing that. Pretty much everybody. I was like, hey, I just want to thank y'all for the Let me ask, I just got one question for you though. I mean, this class on Monday, I'm in this class on Tuesday. I got an improv class on Wednesday. Uh, a workshop on Thursday, intensive on Friday. I'm doing George Pierre's thing on Saturday. And I'm trying to get something on Sunday. Is there anything I'm missing? I'm like DC, if you don't get off this damn phone, but what I just did <laughs> in the form of a question, I let them see me hustle because I ran down everything I was doing during the week. I would, I let them know that I was putting in the work because I'm in class every day. Right, right. Their pet peeve is that actors don't train. So for me to let them know that I'm training and want more training. Oh yeah, dude, we're going to make some money off of him. Right. Let them see me hustle. Being on time is a form of letting them see you hustle. Being early is a form of letting them see you hustle. I go to acting class a half hour early so I can help the teacher set up the chairs and 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 the video. And I'd leave a half hour late because if it was a woman, I'd walk them to their car. And that's an extra hour I get picking their brain, learning more about acting. Let them see you hustle. Then, because I help them so much, I shoot their video, I know everything technologically, I can help them. I become invaluable. And they miss me when I'm gone. I'm the one that finds all the scenes for everybody. I got a whole, I got a whole hard drive of every script, every scene, I got everything. I call it DC's acting vault because I know how to go get things. Okay. And every teacher I get, I give it to them. I'm like, hey, you need to teach me how to do this so I can go get this paper. Let them see you hustle, right? And I got like this cause I ran my life like a corporation In running a life like a corporation you're in positions where, okay, what would I do if I was, this was my company? So I'm at the clubs. I'm not just your DJ. I am your sound guy. I'm your light guy. I do your radio spots. I do your television spots. I'm your fashion photographer. I'm the one that does your graphics. Wow, one-stop shop. I, I, I now have benefits because you got to hire 10 people to do everything that I can do. Right? You make yourself invaluable. I tell people that all the time, like, I hate my job. I was like, so why you hate it? I can't make no more money. I was like, well, let me tell you how you come up. I said, if I were you, if it was me, I would learn everybody's job. I would learn the manager's job. Mm. I would learn all my subordinates job because if somebody comes in sick and and, and the supervisor comes in and be like, hey, they sick, dang. I was like, hey, I got you. What you need? Boom. So now, when it comes time to downsize, or it comes time people to get fired, or it comes time you know to get raises, look who they' looking at. We can't be. We can't. He 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 gonna be here, or yeah, he gonna he gonna get the money. And even if that don't happen, because you know people are, I ain't trying to do all that. I try to do all that extra work. They don't understand that you're gaining new skills. what you in essence are doing are making the transition from this job to the next job easier yeah because you walk into the next job with a whole set of skills true a a bigger toolbox right and you do the same thing there. every that's why i try to make 10 opportunities out of one if i can learn everything that them ad agencies know now i can pitch them and All I got to do is put pitch decks together on my ideas because I know graphics, I know video, I know all these things I can put there in my own production and I can essence, in essence, be a part of those pods that give them pitches for Oreo and Kango and Anheuser-Busch and more Geico commercials. And you you give them more than just one, you give them a whole bunch so they can choose because if you give them one, it's like, okay, uh, maybe we'll think about it, but you give them six, damn right right i like this one let's develop this one boom right then you just rehash the other ones give you go to another marketing agency with that idea you can go to there's so many ways you can there's so many ways to do it why are you stuck on wanting somebody to teach you how to do it when you can go get taught yourself by joining the organization true i mean I'm i'm a part of like seven organizations right Video organizations, music organizations, uh any SEO organizations, Wikipedia, Wikidata, everything. Because if I need to know something, I'm gonna go to some uh, organization because there's somebody in it that know it. And they are part of that organization and they give they it, that's what they love. They look out for their own. So right. if I'm in an organization, you're gonna put me on game. You're gonna give me what I need. Very Got they all, and here's the beauty of those. They all have forums. They all have a like a place where you can go ask questions. I went at, I go to PRSA or I go to I go any of them. I'll be like, look, I need writers. Who knows writers? This is what I need it for, right? Every publicist has got to know those who who some good writers are. Most publicists are good writers. Now I don't found five writers that know what they got to do. Now I can increase my I can I can start concentrating on my business more because I have people that can write for me effectively. Mm, okay. They have the resources, right? Wow. So much more people just want to help because they're in the organization to help. They're right. not in the organization because right. they, you know, they, they, what other reason would you be in an organization and be involved? Because you love what you do. If you love what you do, you're going, and somebody comes and says, man, I will do whatever it takes to learn this. You will take them by the hand. you would be like, I got you. And that's what I do. Right. And that's why I learn and learn and people look at me like I'm crazy. And I'm like, keep looking at me like I'm crazy because I'm going to get this money, period. And it's more than the money. It's, i got enough, but it's the satisfaction. I, You know, I watch. Too many black men's pride and ego. Take them from this earth early. Mm. New, they don't want. They think they know it all. People, people's pride. I watched my father's pride. Do this, you know? do him a disservice, and he got a PhD. He is the smartest man I know, but he never learned how to use a computer. Life passed him by. Right, life. But if he had learned how to use a computer, he'd still be here. You see what I'm saying? Mm. Like I learned from those type of things that you get one life. Right. And That's why the pandemic is the greatest thing that ever happened to me. You know, the other side is the other side. We all lost people. Like that part of it's that part of it. The other part, right, is that we were all in the Serengeti together. You know what I'm saying? So true, so true. Right? Everybody had to stop at the same time. And I was like, oh, we get to start the race over. And I reinvented my and I was like, okay, what can I do? I can't do this, can't do that, can't do shows, can't. Oh, I can rock this mic. Let me go back over my old lessons because everything I, every class I take, I record. And I went back over all that I organized it because you, know, you just recorded, you never really listened to it, but I had it. And I went back and organized them all, cut them up and listened to every piece, took notes. And I became better instantly. And back then when I started doing auditions for voiceover again, I was booking because everything was, it's all about COVID. We'll get yeah. To that. Every every ad was like that. That is my wheelhouse, right? Black History Month, right? All of that. Right. I could, do, I could do all the other things because my coaches, I thought, see, see, when I started, see, here's the thing. There are no mistakes. There are no missed opportunities. Because sometimes we just beat ourselves up in life because we think we've missed something or we just made a mistake. And I can tell you that's a, that's a falsity. That's false because 1994, I'm in the bowels of Disney teaching Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse how to rap because we did it. Here it went, right? And that, if that in essence, started my voiceover career because they were telling me all about voiceover and we had a wonderful mm-hmm. time, recorded that record. And I went on my way because I'm, there it is, and I'm not even thinking about that, right? Right. And now I'm a voice artist. I used wow. to beat my up for years because I was there. I was in Disney, wow. right there. 95, I'm in the office of the president of New Line Cinema. He's like, man, I want to cast you for this new movie we're working on. Because they're a brand new movie coming. They got like three movies under their belt. It's like LL Cool J and Wesley Snipes are up for the lead. It's this new movie called Blade. And I was like, yeah, yeah just hit my hit, hit my manager. Walked on out because I moved. There it is. I beat myself up for years because I was there. But now I'm an actor. Wow. Right. And and when I started voiceover in 2009, I started training, going to New York and going to L.A. because I wanted to be with the best. I thought I could just whoop there. It is my way through anything. And I was wrong. And I didn't realize how wrong I was till I listened to my self-talk in 2020. Mm-hmm. Listen okay. my, to my 2009 self-talk. And it was heartbreaking. Because I realized the problem lied within me. Right. It changed me forever, and I just vowed that I will not leave this earth regretting something I wish I had did. And now I got tutors for everything. And like I said, I used to, I used to beat myself up. Uh-huh. And and my aunt Judy told me she's like, "Boy, sometimes in life we're just not ready, and that's okay. But you got to get back to it." And I did. And that's why I fear nothing. There's nothing I can't do, I believe in my mind. Because as long as I'm breathing, I'm gonna ride this thing till the wheels fall off. There is no retirement. There's, as long as I'm healthy and I can do what I'm, I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing. Because there's always something new you can do. I'm in crypto, I'm doing the metaverse play, I've got NFTs. Because I don't wanna miss nothing. You get one, one, not three one. You got to make them choice. And then we all got choices. Everybody got a choice. Everyone has a choice. You can choose to be the victim. You can choose to blame people. You can choose to believe crap. You can choose to make excuses. And I even go even further. I don't even think I, I'm a solutions person. I love when people come to me with problems. And you know what they say? They're like, Don't hang around negative people. Like, don't right. got to hang around negative people. I say, what. Well, you can't think like that because what if the people that love you most are the most negative? That is, that's 99% of the, where it comes from. Right, the people love you the most are the ones that are the most negative and critical because they see you moving forward and they want to keep you in that little box. And mm-hmm. that's fine. I'm like, Hey, give me every excuse you got. Give me every problem you got, because I'm not going to react to it. I am going to come up, with five solutions to your problem. I'm going to come up with five solutions to that excuse you just gave me why you can't do something. Put it in my toolbox. Now, nah, I don't even got a toolbox no more. I got a tool shit. I don't even got a tool shit no more. I got a, I got an ACE hardware. <laughs> I put it in the ACE hardware. Now I got a tool for every situation in life. In life, right. I am dexterous because I think different. I sequester my pride and ego. I love to be wrong. Because that's how you sequester your pride and ego. You don't react. Right. Eat you up inside. You're dying inside. I was wrong. Damn it.
0: Right. You, you yeah, you're eating your eating. I you truly eat to you. Every
1: possibility. And when yeah. you see every possibility in front of you, that's where all the ideas come. Then it's about the hustle. I've been hustling all my life. I'm I'm cold blooded with the hustle. I got 10 hustles in the hole. Always. Right? Wow. Street part of it. You see what I'm saying? I got right, to, right, right. That comes from the magic city days when to me, the strip club was, you know, that game show where they put you in that cylinder and it's just money flying all around like you got a minute to grab as many, many bucks right. money. Yeah. That was a strip club for me. So I hustled. I'd be cooking plates. I'd be selling hand fans for the black women who didn't want their hair to fall. I'd do, I do anything that I saw where there's supply and demand. I had it and I was selling it out that DJ booth. I was walking out of there with a thousand dollars before i even got paid wow hustle i've always done that. i've always done that and i continue to do that wherever i see that there is an opportunity i try to make 10 of it and all you need is one i've been i've been so blessed to have a hit record that ain't gone nowhere that everybody loved across every generation across every creed every color And now I got a hit commercial that everybody loves across every generation, every creed, every color. And because I know SEO, I am archiving DC, the Brain Supreme and tag team. So, you know, years from now, people will always know who I was. Shakespeare, Van Gogh. Mm Mm-hmm. We revere them so much is because Somebody took the time to archive their stuff. Right, right. They, you know, Shakespeare's boy, Ron, he was way doper than him, but all this stuff burnt down in the scrolls and he was he just didn't keep good records. So don't nobody, nobody will never know that he existed. But we, we, they will always know that William Shakespeare existed. And that's what I'm doing now, taking everything out of the physical world, put it in the digital world and making sure that it stands the test of time. And people will always know who DC the Brain Supreme was.
0: Yeah. Wow! Thank you. Thank you. Wow! Yeah. Oh my gosh! So yeah,
1: run my mouth because I don't I can... see. Can...
0: I see. It. I'm, I'm. I'm just. I'm just. i I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm waiting to get in on this masterclass. So I'm. 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 I'm begging to be one of the first ones in on this masterclass when you give it. Like I am sitting here, and you are. I mean, from your bio, I knew you could pivot. But I mean, just listening to all the stuff that you went through and said. Hey, I'm gonna make it work. I am still gonna keep the art of the hustle. So I have to say thank you for that.
1: Yeah. Cause I cause because think about <clears throat> people don't, like people don't realize, and I don't judge anybody for it, that you, you're gonna fight for injustice, right? But you can't be a victim of it, right? Even if you've been done, I've been done wrong, I've been dirty, police don't hit me up. It's all good, but I'm not about to let that ruin my life because you get one life. I'm going to ride it till the wheels fall off. I'm going to go find the education that they ain't teaching me. Every law that they make, they make for somebody. So let me go find what that law is, study it, so I can make it work for me as well. Right? So true, so true. I'm not, I'm not, well, that law hurts Black people. No, it don't. It only hurts you if you let it hurt you. Right. Now, hey. I'm lucky I had two wonderful parents, middle-class family. My dad worked his butt off. My mom and dad was dirt poor, and they made sure that I didn't have to go through what they went through. I'm blessed. But they also taught me to, they made me work. I've been I've been working since I was a baby. I've never, and as a grown man, I thank them for it so much because as a grown man, I do not fear work. I don't care how bad it gets, There was a time I almost had to go work at Delta because I was like, I don't get a job because I was thinking I need to go get a job when I just had to, but it was an option. I was willing to do that because that's what it takes, right? Because if I can go work at Delta, then I get a companion pass and I can fly all all over the world and I can make moves. You see what I'm saying? Right. A little sacrifice because I got to work a regular job and I got to eat it. But I get to go to London and try to make a deal. I get to go to LA and try to make a deal. I get to go anywhere I want to go and try to make deals for free. I get to hustle. A different way of hustling.
0: Mm, wow. See, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Great.
1: And most people say, he's saying hustle, he's saying hustle. I'm like, look, man, if y'all, everybody in Atlanta know my hustle. You know, cause that ain't <laughs> just one of the things I used to do when I was a DJ booth. Hey y'all, if y'all like the music I've been playing, cause I had to be a good DJ because I sold a million mixtapes. And I would do yep. this 10 times a night, hey, I'm down to my last three mix CDs. If you want them, come holla, And 10 people come to the DJ booth. Wow. Wow. Just by opening my mouth like that, right? And DJing well, right? I, I know what to do. I know how to engage with people. And I've just become very, you know, my whole thing is about mastery, right? You don't have to be the master of something. Just try to gain the mastery at it. You work towards the mastery. You'll never be the master, but you work towards the mastery. And if you work toward the mastery, you're good. You know, you know, you know more things than most people. So that's why I don't buy into all those narratives. And that's why I speak like I speak, because I can talk to anyone. I could talk to kids, I can talk to thugs, I can talk to, to strippers, I can talk to anybody. Because I know the language. Because the language of hustle is
0: universal. And it definitely is. It definitely is.
1: Universal. You can talk to Bill Gates and talk and talk that hustle. He'll understand what you're talking about. You can talk mm-hmm. to one. You can talk to anybody, and if you're talking hustle, they understand what you're saying. You can talk to a dope boy. You can talk to a crooked politician. You can talk to all of them, and they know what you're talking about. Right. And what people don't and. and I just want to leave everybody with this: if it get hard, join the organization. You don't even got to join the organization. This is how I. This is how I became. This is how I even decided that I wanted to even go get my license to be a commodities broker, because I was like, "Shoot, I'm about to do a hedge fund." Once I learned what a hedge fund was, kind of somewhat, but I didn't know what a hedge fund was. So I was like, "Let me pick up. Let me." Let me start calling some hedge fund managers to see what I can scrounge up. And I'll be like, hey, my name is DC Brand Supreme, tag team whoop, there it is, boo, 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 boo. It's like, yeah, I know who you are. It's like, hey man, I got all this money, man, down here in Atlanta. Dominique and Dion and all these people, I know them. And, you know, I just got my license. I could, I want to start this fund. You know, can I get a meeting? And they'd be like, yes, I'm getting meeting in all these cities. I'm I'm in a boardroom with this uh, hedge fund management company in Vegas. And we do our pleasantries. They tell me their womp there it is, story. And I'm like, why should I use you guys to manage my hedge fund? Right. You see, our, our, our returns are like this and this and this and it. but still, why? But what, what would this do? Well, how can we do that? Well, why would I do that, though? And they just boom, 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 going for an hour. What they did not realize is while they were pitching me, they were teaching me. Mm. that's how you come up and i went through that round robin about four companies i knew exactly what a hedge fund was after that wow, most, wow. Of the, you, most of the stuff that you most of the knowledge that you can acquire in life you can get it for absolutely nothing to me the only cost is that you ask nicely and you say please wow well every time i say hey man I, i'm struggling can you please help me right it's it gonna cost me. No, man, I ain't about to charge you, man. Uh, but if I call I be like, hey man, you know, I'm calling, I'm hustling, I'm trying to get over. They know that's how I've right. learned everything. That's how I deal with the masters because I ask for help and I say, please. And like you said, all they can say is no. Right, right. You go, you go into a club with a hundred women, and and 90 of them gonna say no, but all you need is one, you know, that says yes. It's like the dude that's always macking on everybody. You see him go to every girl and you like, why you do that club? Why you do that, dog? You're looking crazy. It's like, cuz the more I do, the more all I need is one. All you need is one. All I need is one. Wow. Yeah, I got 10 phone numbers. And I'm like, you know what? I get it now, right? I'm still not going to do it that way. But there's a way that everybody's way is different, right? And what I've talked about today is my way, yeah. and I hope everybody enjoyed themselves. And I got to get up out of here because I got, I got so much work to do.
0: Well, we know you have work to do. You're, you're the busiest man in entertainment. So sadly,
1: sadly. <laughs> listen, y'all, listen to me. It's been amazing having you on. Yeah, and I want to leave everybody with this: it will never, ever, ever get easier. It doesn't get easier but it does get better and that's the best we can hope for in life and you get better and better and better and better it's all good just remember that y'all and join an organization they can put you on game and life is a lot better whether it's real estate whatever you want to learn that's why i tell high school kids for graduation join a join an organization then you just know what you want to do you can understand a whole you can understand a whole just you know a whole career and know if it's for you or not. And once right. you know if it's for you, then the hard work starts because you got to put in the work.
0: Right, right.
1: But that's the easy part for me because I, I ain't letting nobody tell me I can't do nothing. Y'all got me messed up. <laughs> but, D- but I appreciate Thank you. You. Thank you. All right. Thank you so so much. Got it. Take care, everybody.
0: Guys, I hope that you enjoyed this as much as I did. If you needed that blast from the past, from the 90s, or even if you just remembered the Geico commercial. But Mr. Glenn had us really thinking about what we can do to take things more into our own control. But definitely check out his website, check out what he's doing, And definitely check out Tag Team and where they're going. Like he said, there's always a group or a board or something you can join to find out what you need to do. As always, guys, be good to yourselves, be good to each other, and happy shopping.